Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everybody. Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden, Chuck and Julie Show, Truth Straight Up, brought to you by... To you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced uh, Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, HappyTrees.co, and Denverson and Dr. Julie McCallan. You actually had your appointment with them this morning. Yes. And, and Chuck, you'll be glad to know Chuck is healthy and alive. So... <laughs> One of the two, anyway. Our dog, Tiger, who's sleeping somewhere, had her checkup. Um, and they, she's a Pomeranian and they said she needs to lose a little weight. So Tiger's not. And happy. major dental work. And so. major. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Hey. So coming up. She may be small, but she's expensive. <laughs> yeah. We've got John Conlon coming up here as soon as we get him on the phone. Um, he had a great column in American Greatness, uh, basically saying, you know, what we all knew or know. And that is that politicians are self-serving. Um, and that's why the constitution was written the way it is. And that's why you have to keep an eye on them. And we thought particularly appropriate with Nikki Haley's announcement today. Um, um, and then also coming up at 3.30, Ash App, Ash in America, has a great column. Couple column, one in the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle and another on Substack on the El Paso shenanigans that we've been covering. So it's it's been great. Right, but right now we have um, John Conlon with us. John, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, so, you know, initially I wanted to talk to you about the great column you had. I think it was in AM Greatness where you, you said essentially, you know, politicians are self-serving. That's why we have the Constitution and keep an eye on them. Is, is that sort of the gist of it? Yeah, yeah, basically. The, the title of it says it all. Assume all politicians are swine. A logical analysis demands no less. And I, <laughs> I think to protect ourselves, that's even though perhaps, you know, some of you, many aren't swine, uh, to protect ourselves, I think you have to assume that they're all self-serving swine. Right. Well, well I, mean, I, I think that's a good, a good um, place to start. Well, a, a good adage for all humans. But, you <laughs> must, you must assume they're all no. awful swine. Oh. Well, of course they are. It's not just politicians; right. they're not a unique group among well. awful things. I mean, human beings are awful people. No, not all of them. Yes, well, and, all and, of them. All they've done is shown a desire and an ability to to get elected, right? That's their yeah, only claim which to is fame. Bad, which is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, Usually exactly. a bad thing. <laughs> well, and we thought well, particularly today it's good we have you because Nikki Haley. Talking you know, about a swan. <laughs> yeah. Holy God. Nikki Haley, I won't run if Trump is going to run. Trump announces, okay, I guess I'm going to run. Oh, you know, I like Trump. I hate Trump. I like Trump. I hate Trump. Um, I was in his ambassador, but I hate him. But then I loved him. I mean, and then he, he was finished, and then he wasn't finished. But now he's finished. Now we ne- we need a new generation of swine taking over. And it's right. like- <laughs> well, I I agree. Well, I, I started the piece. I, I'm a, a management consultant. I've reorganized lots of businesses and stuff. And I say, you know, if if you and I were redesigning and rebuilding a, a financial or accounting control system. You know, we might have many steps in that process, but not a single one would depend on the honesty of an employee, right? Yes, Even though yes. we know most of our, the vast majority of our employees are honest, but you wouldn't build a system that way. You'd build it so it worked even if they were dishonest. 
And if you take and, that and same even if they're sense, honest, you don't want to tempt them to be dishonest. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just a poorly designed system. So, if we take that same common sense logic to politicians, yes, some of them are clean as the driven snow, and they only have the people's interest in heart. Who's but that? you can't count on that, so you don't build right. a system. Well, if if, and, if if you look at people who are, are the paragons of virtue in our political life, um, John F. Kennedy, swine, <laughs> just a swine, Martin Luther King, you know, the most beautiful sainted person, laughed at the anal rape in the next door. I mean, you know, people are not not good. Well, people are good, but I think you're right. No, they, oh, yeah, they're good. The whole thing about politics, it's power and money. So, like, you know, it'd be like, like you said, not only, you know, do you design, if you're designing any system, you want to assume that, you know, have systems in place, assuming uh, that some of the employees aren't going to be um, honest. But this would be like if you're a drug dealer and you're setting up a system, you got to assume they're not going to be honest. I mean, these are politicians. These are people who, by their very nature, are attracted to power and money, right? And as you said, are, and are willing to do the kinds of things you have to do, which isn't fun. I don't think you and, get elected. And moreover, Lord Acton was absolutely right when he said power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Uh, another one said, you know, a lot of people can withstand adversity, um, but what about gaining power? Can they survive that? And, and they well, or, or that great philosopher P.J. O'Rourke said, giving power and money to the government is like giving whiskey and car keys to teenage boys. So. <laughs> well, yeah. so, so you've talked about in your column, obviously, you know, the, the founders of our country recognize this, right? They, they, they realize this and they put safeguards in place. But I think those are coming increasingly under attack anymore. Yeah, if, if they even exist anymore. Yeah. I, I think that's yeah. the problem is government now is uncontrolled on the, on the monetary side, right? They're, they right. can just print money. Uh, even if they don't print money, there's other ways to print money, just to pass bills and right, spend things. Right. And you know, in in 20 years, we've gone up over 20 trillion dollars in debt, a number so large that really no one understands how big it is. This is the right. most successful, wealth-producing, prosperous country the world has ever known, and we're almost 32 trillion dollars in government debt. Something's right. wrong with this picture. Right. Well, and and I think, and you said, you know, you had the checks and balances, but I don't know that those work. And then you throw in what we're seeing. I think it's been around forever, but increasingly, uh, particularly with social media on steroids, um, big tech companies and the censorship and the deep state, the collaboration or collusion between, you know, the legacy media, the deep state, you know, CIA, the big tech companies. The alphabet boys. Yeah. I mean, and so even and the thing is, at least politicians, if they got too out of hand, you can kind of hold them accountable. But there, these really? people, you can't. Well, you could not vote for them the next time around. What, what difference does that make? Well, but these guys, right. they're. You don't even know it, let alone hold them accountable. Well, it's government, you know, control over us, the governed, has grown exponentially, and its obligation to control itself has been abandoned. You know, I yeah. mean, think, think of Polis and the commies uh, down in Denver at the Capitol. Yeah. Is there anything that they think they're constitutionally limited to not touch? I, I, no. I think they'd honestly say no, that they can do pretty much anything that... They have the well, political power to do. And they have the political power because the courts are all appointed by these people. I haven't seen a single decision out of the courts, either Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court, that limits the power of government by the state constitution. 
Um, it just seems to figure out ways to expand it. They did limit the legislature's ability to look into um, indiscretions at the court. So they did. They yeah, well, did. yes, yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can't look at us. Yeah, but a tax isn't really a tax. We'll just call it a fee, and then, then it's it's different. And so, you know, laws don't apply to it or apply differently. So um, I, I agree. Well, you know, I think at, a, at its core, I think we would all agree that conservatism is failing. What, what, whatever's, what, however you describe that, it is failing. It is falling behind. It is putting this country at tremendous risk. And that's the reason I write some of these articles and try to think a little outside the box, is right. how can we find a different way to help people understand the truth of, of limited government, um, free individuals, you know, monetary constraint, things like that, because clearly our public schools aren't doing it. Clearly our politicians aren't doing it. Um, and it's going to end poorly for all of us. Well, well it'll end, uh, you know, I've, I've studied a lot of Chinese history for it's uh, 4,000 years plus, um, and it's always the same. Uh, the disunited, uh, the, all of a sudden the... Everybody unites and you have an empire, but it has limited government because it's just getting in there by three, four hundred years. It's, it's corrupted itself to the point yeah. it's so awful that the whole thing flies apart. And then you have a disunity and then you get together again. Uh, and then the government, you know, all the bureaucrats, the Confucius scholars, and eventually it just gets to the point it has to blow up again. Um, and it's just an endless cycle. It is just an endless cycle. And we're coming to the end. I think, you know, our country is now, uh, let me see, uh, 200, 250, 265. I mean, we're coming to the end of a 300-year period, um, and I don't see anything stopping it from just blowing up again. It's Well, and the, the frightening thing about that, I don't disagree with that, Chuck, but, you know, those other catastrophes, one, are in the distance past. We are, you know, our grandparents aren't telling us about the pain and agony they, they went through. Those were agrarian societies at best. This is a high-tech, you know, yeah. very integrated society. When, when this one falls apart, it's not going to be like those. This, this one will be, and, and it probably ends up like most of them do, um, for, in tyranny. Somebody like a Putin comes along and grabs power and gets the guns and um, tells you I'm now the boss. Well, yeah, the World Economic Forum guys are working hard on that. Right. And, you know, to, to your point, I mean, you look at a few things like in New York City. So first they fire all their workers for not getting vaccinated, right? And not all, but the ones who didn't get vaccinated were all fired, which proved out to be a completely wise move on their part with what we now know. But what do they do? They send those people's fingerprints to the FBI so the FBI can track them and flag them for future background checks, right? It's like, well, how can they do that? But they did. Well, well, um, well Oh, well, I mean, who asked? Who asked for the prints? They didn't just send them. They didn't oh, just say. Right. It's the yeah. FBI said, "Hey, send me the prints of all those malcontents." And New York's. And right. then you look at you look at schools. That were in, it was in Chicago, and then what was the other one? Somebody, uh, the, the couple of school districts they found that uh, like like all of the schools in this certain district, none of the children in fourth grade could read or write or do math. Right. None of them, like zero were were proficient. And, you know, you're an education guy and you'd think the parents would complain and the parents do complain. But the school board doesn't care because it's held cop- captive by the uh, teachers union. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you just look at, like you said, the ways that 
You'd think these would be pretty easy to fix and these would be ridiculous things. Why are we even discussing should kids be able to read and write in fourth grade? But but you have to. And then they tell you that, you know, you're racist or you're whatever if you complain about it. Well, and, and the sad thing on the education front, it's it's a pretty cold, hard fact that if you're not performing at grade level, some say it's third grade, maybe it's fourth, fifth, but somewhere right around there, the odds of you ever catching up is close right. to zero. Right. I mean, well, I mean that's, those, those kids all, their lives are screwed. They'll, they're the future gangbangers. They're the future prison yes. population. They're the future dead bodies. Um, and I, it doesn't seem that that many people care. No, there was another report, too, and I'll, I'll get off the education kick here, but it was talking about the thousands and thousands of kids who, you know, we had COVID, we had the school lockdowns, who three years later never went back. And nobody knows where they are. Nobody's tracking them. And I mean, I would, I don't, I, th- I think that there are plenty of stressed parents out there um, and they just quit sending their kids to school, right? And maybe they thought, well, I'll homeschool and maybe they won't because they don't, they don't, they're not showing up in any kind of homeschool tracking too. I imagine that th- those kids are even in worse shape, right? These are kids where the parents, for whatever reason, are, have given up and they're just not going to school and nobody's trying to find them. Nobody's trying to find out what happened. Um, and yet, yeah, they're going to end up getting reparations or hopefully, yeah, yeah, they should from the school district. Um, or, you know, they're going to end up getting, you know, when they have no homeless, you know, they'll get paid. Well, by they'll the, get the a, and not, into a diversity equity program. Yeah. I mean, make them, make them. circling back to the beginning of that, those thoughts, you were talking about uh, people who didn't get the COVID shots, you know, their mm-hmm. information being sent to the FBI and whatnot. I'm a firm believer of, of that conspiracy belief that all of that, whether it was in the military, whether it's in the schools, was a purposeful purge to get conservatives out yes. of those positions. Someone Absolutely. who might stand up and have the courage and the, and the fortitude to say, no, this is bullshit. I'm not going right. to do that. Um, and I, I think that was a, a, a purposeful plan. Right. Well, and look at what's going on, how crazy it is that you would think, like you said, it's the conservatives who are saying we're not following those stupid rules. Right. You got to wonder. I mean, the, the, the Democrat Party and the liberals have so flip flopped. They become the you know, the woke cancel culture Karens of the world. And, and so you're right. It's it's interesting that that, that they want to purge the conservatives because they're the ones who are questioning authority. That's how screwed up everything is. I agree. I, I have a couple fairly far left friends, and that's I remind them I really liked the left more when they <laughs> distrusted the FBI and the CIA, and they were against big government, and they were for free speech. Uh, they, they were that was at least somewhat of a consistent philosophy there. But uh, the left has taken over. I mean, the the progressive, the the socialist, communists have taken over the Democrat Party, and uh, they're not going to let go easily. And and you can see why they would, because My socialism God. has always worked out so well in places like exactly. North Korea and, <laughs> and in uh, Cuba. And, yeah, of course. Wherever it's been implemented, it's been a disaster. So let's keep on trying to do more of it, because it's so right. good. Well, that's that infamous communist thing, right? They they just right. never did it right. But when, right. when we're in yeah. charge, we're going to do it right. We're going to yeah, do it we're right. Gonna do it right. <laughs> we're going to kill tens of millions more. It's, right. it's well, and you always have to remember what... Uh, you know, the great quote from Animal Farm, you know, some some uh, animals are just more equal than others. 
Right. Yeah, all right. animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. Right, exactly. I think all of our politicians believe that. You know, yes, most yes. most of the CEOs of, of large companies believe that, that they are, right. you know, cut from a finer cloth. They are, they are morally superior to the rest of the schmoes. Well, and I think one of the things that's going on, and you look at, again, the shenanigans – and that's putting it kindly going on with the world economic forum that what they're doing with the food supply situation and, and the, you know, this, the fake concern over the green new deal when it's simply to redistribute wealth. What I think they want to do is have everything so screwed up, um, like even energy prices, right? So screwed up that then people will turn to the government and the government with them in charge will say, we'll solve it. We'll make your eggs. We'll manufacture the farm stuff. We'll control the energy. We'll cut you off right. if you don't get to that. Right. You know, you, we've got, we have to put the meter on your house so we can help you. But, but why, John? I mean, the history of the world has shown that, that, that you know, human beings can't be trusted, that you've got to limit the power of government. And yet, going back to Woodrow Wilson, you know, they're going, oh, this constitution stinks. We can't do anything with it. It's old and outdated. Um, right. It's, 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 it's negative rights. We don't want to have negative rights. We want to have positive right. rights. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, it's just... It's like human beings never learn. I mean, just it it doesn't take much study of anything to kind of go, do you want to give lots of power to somebody like Stalin or Mao or, or Biden. Hitler or Biden? And the answer is no. It'll result in real awful things happening. And what do we do? <laughs> Here we go again. I mean, your leftist friends, what do they say? I mean, kind of like, oh, well. Joe Biden's good. There'll be a new man. So, so system. One, yeah. of the pro- one of the problems is, once again, going back to my consulting and system design type thinking is the fallacy in all of that thinking, as we all know, is the output of the system, the wealth created, is not, gonna, is not the same regardless, right? There's a reason why Mexico's Mexico and the United States the United States, even though 150 years ago we were basically the same country. Right. You know? Right. Now, now our, our per capita GDP is, is like close to 60 grand, and Mexico's maybe eight grand. There's a reason for that. So all these ideas that, you know, the left has that they're going to, you know, do government's going to do this, government's going to do that. Um, but they plan that the output, the wealth creation will continue to be the same. It won't. We know that, Chuck, you know, from history. It's not right. remotely going to be the same. And that only, you know, increases the spiral down, kind of the Venezuela thing. Is there is there time, do you think? Because one thing that I find encouraging is the fact that, like, nobody's getting vaccines or the boosters anymore. No matter what the government propaganda they try to tell you, no matter how much they send to you on social media, people, I read a good thing, quote, I think it was Alex Berenson, people are voting with their arms, right? And they're not they're not getting it. And I and I think that that shows this inherent now distrust of some of these, you know, the, the politicians. Is there time? Can we rework this, I mean, you're the system designer. Can we redesign this system and put us in charge? No, I'm kidding. Well, not really, but I mean. Or, or, <laughs> I, 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 Julie, I think you and I are on the optimistic side. I think Chuck's right. on the pessimistic side on that one. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. But, but I do think everything hinges on fixing K through 12 public education. We, right. we need to transform that model. Uh because if we continue, you know, look at the transgendered insanity. There's no such thing as a transgendered person. What is so difficult about accepting that factual reality? But our schools are, are 
poisoning children's minds with that crap. They poison minorities' minds that the you know the world's set against you and there's no way you'd, for you to succeed. When the opposite is true, if you're a minority kid in this country. You take deep, hard classes and you pull decent grades. The world is your oyster. I mean, it's never been a better opportunity. But they, 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 they poison people's minds in so many areas. And I don't think that organization is can can be reorganized. The mar- market forces are the only thing that can reorganize it. Well, yeah, give give yeah. give the money to the parents. Exactly. Uh, let them choose the schools. If they choose poorly, then they choose poorly. I mean, it is always hard to remember somebody like. Abraham Lincoln was self-taught. I mean, his father could just write his name. That's all he could do was write his name. And 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 Lincoln's mother, I guess, helped him learn to read, and he just self-taught himself. Um, these days, I mean, God. Well, now we got AI, so we don't even need yeah, to worry about that's that. Right, that's right. <laughs> well, you know, you're right. I was reading another thing. Somebody was admitted to, you know, they had to write an essay to be admitted to some college. I forget what the program was. But what the uh, the applicant, the student applicant did, which was brilliant on their part, actually, they were smart for thinking of this, but they just wrote Black Lives Matter a hundred times on the piece of paper and they got accepted, right? And it's right. like, I mean, like I said, it's like, that's that's good. That's thinking. good, yeah. That's good thinking. But what about the kids who worked hard and wrote the essays? No, and, no, no. I mean, I, how is that going to work? What are you going to do next time? I'd write that, right? And then then all of a sudden you can sue them. Well, then, then you have equity. Yeah. Uh, I right. mean... <laughs> As, as Thomas Sowell has talked, not, or did talk about equity, and as he'd point out, look at family members, you know, people of the same genetic offspring, and look at the huge variations in what they do with their lives, and whether, you know, monetary, educational, whatever. To think that you're going to get equity, uh, when, when there's no equity there, how are you going to get equity when there's 100 unrelated people someplace, right. or 1,000, or 10 million, whatever? Well, right. they, you know, if they're slaves, there's there's an equity there. I mean, they'll be making yeah, this. Everyone's a slave. You're right. Well, and I remember there was a saying, I think it's, you know, people aren't born winners or losers, but they are born choosers, right? And some people's choices get them, you know, in, into winning or losing positions. And that's gone out the window. You're not responsible for anything anymore, except, unless you're conservative. Then you're responsible for everything. And Donald well, Trump. Yeah. Donald right. Trump, according to Pete Buttigieg, is responsible for the Ohio train disaster. Really? Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Good. He's, he's he's right on that one now. Yeah. He's gotten off of the white construction workers <laughs> and black neighborhoods that he seems to object to. Um, <laughs> yes, now, well, now, there's a guy. I think, I think there's Pete, a guy. I, I think ahead. Pete and the will we'll be bipartisan. I think Pete and the mayor of or the governor of Ohio who says no problem, the water's safe, whatnot, should move their families down there immediately. Pete can take yes. his two little kids down there, mm-hmm. and they can live there and bathe there and, and prove to the rest of us that they have the, you know, their convictions uh, yeah. they'll, they'll live by. Right. Yeah. Well, that goes back to, you know, the original thing we started talking about is the politicians, you should assume they're all swine, right? They have no have problem to. standing up you there saying, oh, it's fine, it's fine, drink the water, you know? And then if you say, here's a glass, you want to drink it, be like, no. you know, <laughs> no. I mean, and they don't even see the problem with that, really. Well, because they, once again, I, you know, they're elitist and, and they look down on the rubes that live in East Palestine, Right. Uh, you know, if they if they were better people, they wouldn't live there in the first place. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
That's a good point. Well, at what point, you know, the, the one thing I guess we do have to, that kind of keeps things even is the politicians frequently fight amongst themselves. So that kind of, you know, like Diane Feinstein, her staff put out the, the announcement that she was retiring. And then when the reporter asked her, she said, I didn't put the statement out. And the, the staff said, oh, we did that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you know, so... The deep state did that for you, Diane. We, we got we got to get we got to get uh, uh, what's his name to be the senator on the uh, shift shift on the Senate Intelligence Committee. So you, we got to move you along a bit. But I mean, so there is that. I mean, to a certain extent, they provide a certain amount of their own checks and balances because they're all all swine and swine compete too. So, uh, true, but you know, a, a, I you know a lot of the fights between Republicans and Democrats in my opinion, is just kabuki theater for us roots from flyover country. They're, they're all on the same team. Uh, when, when push comes to shove, they are, and, and then they get compromised so quickly. You know, Once they go to Washington, it's amazing how yeah. all of a sudden yeah. they're part of the uniparty or, or whatever. Right, right, right. All of a sudden, Ukraine, we must give them nuclear b- bombs. Right. Oh, Ukraine, oh, it's such a democratic, wonderful, and that's Zelensky. Oh, oh, Churchill, Churchill. <laughs> I mean, it's, I love Mitch McConnell. Most important thing the Republican Party's agenda is support Ukraine. Go, out of the way, Mitch. Out of the way. That's how to show us. <laughs> show us the <laughs> a party. This is a, a hilarious aside that um, George Santos, the person with the little line problem that's in Congress yeah. now, his right. his approval rating is higher than Mitch McConnell's in polls. <laughs> I, I saw that. It's kind of like, well, people like, because like Mitch is, I mean, I'd almost rather have a guy lie through his teeth to me about his like background, but when he gets there, at least vote the way he told me he was going to vote. Oh, right. right. Then, and you can assume, see that guy, you're going to assume he's a swine. He's a lying swine, right? He, he's right, proven right. it. There's no question. So limit his power, limit his choices so that... There's only a few things that he can do, and then, like Julie or, said, you know, or alternatively, elect him president of the United States, like Joe Biden, <laughs> who lied everything about his background. You know, he came from a coal mine. He was on top of Glasgow class. He, he had a double major. All lies, you know. And so, oh, let's elect him. He'd be good. He'd if, be good. if he's listening to this, you might have just given him an idea. He might throw yeah, it down the ring. Who knows? Yeah. He's going to run. Bring out the presidential one. Listen, John, we've run out of time with you. You've been amazing as always. Where can people, I always like to give you a chance to tell people where they can find more about you, more about your columns, et cetera. Well, my nonprofit is called EICenterprises.org. You can go there, search for my name, John Conlin, C-O-N-L-I-N. I'm pretty easy to find. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think everyone's got to step to the plate here that we are – uh, we, I can't be as pessimistic as Chuck that, you know, all <laughs> empires fail. We can't allow this to fail. <laughs> no, I agree. They, they do. We absolutely They're, cannot. And well, they do, but we're not going to allow this one to go that path. <laughs> free people, free people don't have to uh, freely allow that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. John, thank you. Thanks, Appreciate John. your time. Take care. All right. And thank real- you. You too. Take care. You too. And real quick before we go to Ash, let me just read some of these comments. China breaking and united throughout history is always a fascinating read. This is from Thomas. I love Chinese history. From Jim, when people realize they can vote themselves largesse from the government, it's over. Yeah, that's some Tokyo. Yeah, then, okay. Who you guys are smart. Then Leo, speaking of equity, all elected politicians and government employees should not make more than the national median income. That's a good point. Um, Sandra agrees they should be on the same plans, for instance, Obamacare and others as a regular citizen. 
person. Um, and Jim, the best way to make a good person is to bless them with a family to support. Absolutely. That's why they're trying to get rid of families. And from Sandra, great guest. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Yeah, John is always good. All right. Well, now we've got our, our favorite columnist for the Glendale Cherokee Chronicle, Ash Epp, who writes Ash in America, and she's also on Substack now. I just read a great article about El Paso County, so we'll need to talk about that, too. So, Ash, welcome to the program. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can. That's great. So, I mean, you did, I think, one of the best analysis and explanations and, um, and, you know, great writing is always about the, the situation in El Paso County. I, I I thought you would get a kick out of this. The, um, Colorado politics headline about that says the rift widens in El Paso County (laughs) with the end. It's like, there is no rift. That's not what happens. (laughs) It's like, You've got a handful of whiny rhinos trying to take control of the party and the people supported by Colorado politics, supported by Colorado politics, supported by the chairwoman of the Colorado GOP. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So we, we, we saw in El Paso County and I love El Paso County. I'm in Douglas, but I'm in Castle Rock. Right. So I'm like just North of El Paso County. I've done a ton of events down there. I know the, the election integrity team down there really well. And I've been covering elections in, in El Paso County particular. You'll recall that at El Paso County, it was the only county in Colorado that had a 2022 primary recount for more than just Tina Peters, right? There was there were six candidates down there that were being uh, recounted. And that, of course, like all of our elections, was full of anom- anomalies. Yeah. I actually personally captured them changing ballot labels on, uh, you know, in, in real time, matching the recount uh, box to the or matching the original box to the recount. So it's, it's all a mess here. But um, you know, this story I love because we, we usually do this and it's like warnings, right? We're, we're screaming warnings to people all, all across the nation and to trying to shake awake our, our Colorado neighbors. But this is such an encouraging story of what's yes, happening yeah. in El Paso County. Yeah. So it's nice to share good news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not usually my brand, but hey. <laughs> um, so we, uh, what we saw is in January of 2021, the the Republican Party of Colorado was uh, they did the precinct strategy, right? The activists on the ground, people like uh, the amazing Peg Cage and Vicky Tonkins and others, came to the younger, newly, really pissed off people in in the party uh, about the stolen election and said, "Hey, here's what you need to do. You need to go and fill these positions because the Colorado Republican Party likes to keep these positions empty." If they right. keep them empty, there's fewer voter voting members that they have to control and manage to bring about their agenda. So they did the opposite in El Paso County and they filled all the roles. I think right. Vicky told me it was something like 85%, um, up to 90% yes. of those roles. Yeah, it used to be in yeah. like the thirties, right? right? They used to have like 30% of them filled. They did not like that, right? No. So what we saw at assembly and, and I mean, you guys were there, right? We saw the America first movement sweep. The state of Colorado, really, right? I mean, all, all, all the positions, top line candidates, meaning they got the most support at the, the caucus and assembly and caucus and assembly, of course, is where candidates are vetted by the people. You right. can get onto the ballot through petitioning. You can pay someone to go gather signatures for you. And if we're, if we're going to talk about my forthcoming column, then let's we'll circle back to that. Yeah. But, yeah. But, um, but the, really the way that the people, locally have access to to putting candidates on the ballot is through the caucus and assembly process in Colorado. 
that was what the America First Patriots did was was go after that process and play by the Republican bylaws. Right. right. And they played to win and they did win. And then, you know, of course, the establishment, the deep swamp is going to is going to deep state swamp is going to fight back. And uh, and we saw that. Right. So we it saw the El Paso. Well, County. You, you, you saw KBB, Christy Burton Brown, who, you know, we've had a lot of really rotten chairs yeah, of yeah. the Republican party. And we had total crooks like Ryan call and, and we've had Steve house. Oh, a Democrat. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, but I'll give Christy Burton Brown. She is the most dishonest, ineffective and, and repulsive party chair that that's ever been. I mean, that's, she's just yeah. disgusting. And, and one of the things we did 18 months ago, uh, unanimously, everybody voted, um, and the SEC to to bring suit uh, to overturn the um, Proposition 108, which was the uh, opening the primaries, uh, so the Democrats yeah. control them. Big mistake, big yeah. huge huge <laughs> so, mistake. So yesterday, eighteen months later. Now I raised the money along with others. We went to court. We fought it out, and then the court, among other things, said, "Well, you don't have your party chair here, so." Uh, it doesn't count. She said, I just opened a bank account. You know, we've been playing around with the FEC for 18 months, but I'll open up a bank account. You go, you fraudulent, <laughs> worthless piece yeah. of crap. She's been, and you know, one other thing too, to your point about the Republican Party doesn't want the PCP positions filled. I wasn't aware of this until recently. So the state party chair has the authority if a PCP position, oh, is that secret? Uh, well, I think people should know this. No, though. no, they shouldn't. <laughs> Well, Chrissy Burton Brown knows it. If no, she doesn't. If the state but she would have done it. If this no, Joy. no, let me say this. Don't say it. All right, I say it later. Then Chuck, if we want to argue yeah. on air, but actually, you're right though. What I was going to say that Chuck won't let me say proves inconc- <laughs> conclusively that that the state party leadership does not want those positions filled. And so, like you yeah. said, then Vicky did it. They do everything they can, and they win anyway. Um, and that's like and you- then and then. And then KBB, because um, she she was on the meet the crooked meeting she held the Yahoo meeting um, Zoom meeting. She said we must respect the process. And you go no we don't <laughs> no we don't. And then she and and for this one in which she crooked everything and lost. She said we must respect the process as opposed to what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm told that Eli Bremer is is whining on on Facebook that it was rigged. It was <laughs> their meeting with their rules and their refs, but apparently it it was rigged, right? Um, yeah, you know the the thing that that blows my mind the most about this is that Vicky was growing the party, right? Yes. Vicky had the highest enthusiasm. She had the the you know the the greatest level of volunteer engagement um, that we've seen in the Colorado Republican Party since I've lived here. I mean, I moved here in 2012, right? We we haven't seen that you know from you guys know where I stand on the Republican Party. They have zero credibility here because they don't stand for anything. They just keep moving to the left and trying to appease the communists. So um, the, uh, the the Colorado GOP and the establishment in El Paso County, so people like Wayne Williams and Chuck Broerman, and in particular the clerk there that oversaw the, the recount that I mentioned, um, people that have tried and failed to run for office like Eli Bremer, these, these guys formed peak Republicans, tried to take it over. 
everything was stacked against the, the, the America first guys. And what's really cool about this is that they didn't just have like their own uh, enough votes of their own people, right? They convinced of 444 people who uh, credentialed into the event, they convinced a clear majority. They have 23 of 28 bonus member positions. Right. They have, they have a nuke proof majority down there now. So I think the real, the real clear message is, is don't give up. And America first is the Republican party now. Well, I think, you know, look at the strength of it. Okay. So they had, I think we had like, um, 92 people show up in, in Adams County. Now we don't have the Republican, you know, numbers like they do in El Paso County. But when you have that many people show up and for people who haven't been to these, they, they can be, let's just say boring if you're just sitting there. Right. I mean, there's, there's a lot of drama sometimes, but, but, you know, for that many people to say, this is how we're going to spend our Saturday. Um, that, that's like amazing. And I think if you're a Republican, you would think that Chris, Burton Brown would be like, oh my God, guys, this is amazing. Look at the energy here. Look at the people who are engaged and are willing to come out. But instead, it's like, whoa, that's terrible. It's rigged. And they want to do everything they can to stomp that down. And it still doesn't work. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what are they trying to do now? This is yeah. the substance of my forthcoming column. They're trying to end caucus and assembly. And who's going to stop them? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Democrats. Yeah. The Democrats like caucuses. So it's yeah. likely to fail in, in the House committee hearing, uh, 101. But they said that Ken Thiel will then, theory, will put it on the ballot so we can screw ourselves that way. Yeah. So it's important to know, you know, we just talked about how America first highest uh, assembly turnout in a long time. Great sweep of 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 the candidates um, and, and really putting America first people into these positions. The two sponsors of this bill are Barb Kirkmeyer who did not go through caucus and assembly. She went, she petitioned onto the ballot. Lori and Sane rig a debate, swept, so. right. Yeah, I was just going to get to that next. Yeah. Yeah. Lori Thane swept the, uh, the assembly down there uh, for, for what is that? CD, uh, CD8. 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 Thank you. Um, and so Barb Kirkmeyer is, is the first bill sponsor. Uh, like you said, Chuck, she, she was accused uh, pretty credibly in my opinion yes. of keeping Lori Sane from debating. Right. Uh, Lori Sane was very popular. Lori Sane, you, uh, folks will remember, uh, going back to 2020, the only legislator, uh, who, you know, who, who chaired a committee that was brave enough to bring a hearing on yes. election integrity in December yes. of 2020. Um, right. so she had to be stopped, obviously. Right. 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 Uh, and, and so that was, that's Barb Kirkmeyer. She's sponsor one, a, a Republican, right? Right. We're, right. We're talking about Republicans here. Second is Mary Bradfield. Mary Bradfield did go through assembly and she lost. So then yeah. she went through the courts and she was because of one per now think back to, to caucus and assembly and the credentialing issues that we had and the clickers. Right. Right. This lawsuit was decided because it was determined that one person was improperly credentialed into the event where she lost her election. So they allowed her to have another election. And then of course she won uh, and Carl and Carl Dent was kept off the ballot. Um, what's really funny is in the Colorado primaries, you think, you know, think about El Paso County primaries, the candidates that that sued for the for the primary recount, all the America First candidates, they just won their positions on Saturday. Right. They were they, they didn't win their primaries because we know how those go. But the the people are behind the America first movement and the America first candidate. So uh, Mary Bradfield, second Republican bill sponsor of this bill, um, 
you know, she's 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 co-sponsoring getting rid of caucus and assembly because it's been proven that when she faces the people, she cannot win. So they want they want that process of facing the people, making your case, you know, true civic debate and and the people having access to understand who candidates are, have access to our election. They want to make all of that go away. And right. they want just to pay people to circulate petitions and whoever, you know, gets that. That's how we're that's how we're accessing well, and, you know, the ballot, and, according to this bill. Well, and, and that's the bill. And I think there's an even worse thing that they want to go to next. And that is to pay to get on the ballot and to pay. So so not only, you know, do you have to pay what could to possibly to- go wrong? Right. <laughs> I keep saying like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I mean, but you know there is more hope. I want to talk. Give a shout out to Jimmy Mack and Jeffco and Jeffco the grassroots Hello, also. Yeah. yeah, they they the dem or the the grassroots also won the county party leadership position, and they just put out a statement. He's the chair, I think, of Senate District Twenty Two, um, censoring. Well Bob Kirkmeyer and yeah, Mary, Mary and Mary. You're right. And it's for, for Fantastic. Oh, Fantastic. I got to look that up. So, so guys, you know, when, when, cause soon enough again, there'll be the caucuses and you can get before they haven't stopped them yet. And that's the kind of thing you can do, right? So they can put that out and center it. So, you know, you have, at least they're saying, Hey, nobody agrees with this. What are they doing? And I know I'm going to encourage folks in our Senate district and house district to do the same thing. We all need to get on board. And then Christy Burton Brown can't turn around and say, well, no, no, people don't, people like, the idea of getting rid of the caucus and assembly because that's what they're going to say right no one goes the so we donors. need to get rid of it Let's be clear, the donors and the consultants like the idea of getting rid of yes. caucus because yes. it turns out the people make their agenda, uh, you know, it, they really muddle with their agenda. And right. so, you know, just to mention a couple more, Douglas County, America First swept the the party positions in Douglas County where I am. I got a call a, a call um, on Friday of last week with, you know, great. I didn't want to bother you until I knew for sure. Uh, really, really great news out of Douglas County. Mineral County uh, swept America first into the party. So this is, you know, the, the precinct strategy, uh, engaging in your civics, right? Engaging in your self-governance. It's not a one-time thing. It's not something that we just do on election day. It is uh, getting getting in and actually taking an active role in shaping in this instance, the party. And of course, I'm not a Republican, but I think that Republicans should be able to choose who's on the Republican ballot. And I firmly think that those people should face the people to determine right. whether or not they, they get access well, to the ballot. And, and again, like Chuck was saying, I, I think people assume that the Senate bill to get rid of the caucus and the assembly, well, to get rid of the assembly, which would then get rid of the caucus. Yeah, well, I, they, purpose they, they, so apparently, you know, the Democrats don't it's like prohibit. it. The language is to prohibit ballot access through right. the party caucus and assembly processes. It is it is sinister, and it's oh, Republicans. It well, and Kent Theory, there was an article in Colorado Sun today that was talking about Kent Theory. is like, well, even if it dies, that's okay, because then I the same one who gave us open primary. I mean, Ken Theory, who's he's like for democracy. Why didn't we put him in prison? Yeah. What was that jury thinking? <laughs> Nobody ever go. goes to prison. Come on. That's for the people. They, they indicted the, him. The, they indicted him. January they could have found him guilty of anything. Just being the biggest jerk in Colorado would be January, enough. He, <laughs> only January 6th people go to go to jail oh, anymore. Right, 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 he yeah. says he'll fund a, a ballot initiative. And you know that they're going to spin it because people will be like, well, that seems weird, caucuses and stuff like that. So um, I, I have a Chuck I, mean, Chuck, I got it. The reason he didn't go to, to prison, equity. Equity, equity, yes, there you go. Absolutely, Everybody equitably. And then, right. then you don't go to prison. Yeah, equitable, equitable justice means unequal justice, but we're just going to oh. keep talking about <laughs> equitable justice.
That's right. That's right. Well, uh, you know, so I think, though, going back to being hopeful again, that's Senate Bill 101 is not hopeful. Um, you could hope. <laughs> well, I think it's hopeful because it, it's, in, it's in the kill committee. So this is what I'm really interested to see is if the, the Democrats actually allow this one through. Right. right. Because because then it'll be it'll be proof positive that that Barb and Mary are, are working with and collaborating with the Democrats to to, to obstruct the people from accessing right. the party. And that well, is and a message that I am ready to tell. So if it well, goes and here's what committee, makes that'll right. tell us. And what makes me suspicious about it is, okay, so there are two Republicans introducing what they know to the Republican base, essentially, is going to be an enormously unpopular bill. They're going to introduce it knowing that probably Democrats will kill it. So my big question is, what's their motive? Right. I mean, some people said, oh, it's just spite because they didn't go through caucus. No. I don't think so. I think there's something more going on there. Why would they introduce something? Because the donors wanted it no. to. Well, OK, that's yeah, the- I'm not I'm 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 not convinced it's going to be killed. Yeah. Well, if there's one thing that rhinos and Democrats can align on, it's destroying America first. You know, giving it to the kill committee is one committee they control. So, and that's why it will be very telling, right? Because I've never seen. I've watched this very closely for the past couple of sessions. This is my third rodeo, looking at these guys with a very critical eye. I have not seen a meaningful, substantive bill that was sponsored by Republicans come out of the of the the state and and, uh, civic and military affairs committee. It is the kill committee because it's where the Democrats kill the Republican bills, right? And so if it goes through, that's going to send a pretty strong message of of who these people are and where their alliances are. That's right. Well, because in a well, way, well, you already know where those two are. In, in a way, Democrats, like you said, like caucuses, but Democrats don't really have primaries. So. I know, but they all like to hang out at caucuses. Well, and you, you could call them pronounceable. <laughs> but you're right. That's something to keep an eye on because there is. But I think, though, you look at the engagement. Of and the that's rest- tomorrow, Julie. That is right. the public comment on that bill is tomorrow. So, folks in Colorado, if you're not signed up yet, if you love caucus, if you love assembly, if you want to be able to vet the candidates yourselves and hear from them yourselves, sign up to testify. Right. And you could go to the legislature, the legislature. Because to those do that. politicians always listen. Well, <laughs> yeah, they don't. But I think, though, you know, given going back to the optimistic part, you know, the engagement and the, um, the number of people are starting to show up. I think even if this, this might, even if it goes to a ballot, it might fail because people, I think in general are paying a lot more attention to stuff than they have been before. And, and I think that's what's, what's causing this America first movement, right? It's people always say it's Donald Trump. And I say, no, it's the other way around around don't you yeah. think oh a hundred percent i mean the, the america first movement let's go back to the tea party right, right. we yeah. have been fighting the republican establishment for decades yeah. at this point colorado i mean you we, we've debated up uh in advance of the governor's election right we debated the third party candidate thing and, and, and talked back about 2010 and what happened when the republican party got 11 percent of the vote to tom tancredo's what like 36 percent right. of the vote there the the america first movement is strong but people get to discouraged, right? I was in the Tea Party. I was in Florida, but I was in the Tea Party and I got discouraged. I moved to Colorado and swore off politics. It's going great. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, um, the the America for uh, uh, Tea Party was, um, you know, the, the, the predecessor to MAGA. Right. And, and MAGA is about making America great again. It's about America first. Donald Trump said what we were all feeling. Donald Trump had the spine to go in there and do what we all wanted oh, somebody but, but, to but, do. But, but wait a minute, Ash. We have Nikki Haley now. 
Yeah. <laughs> she's entered. I mean, there, there's our savior. There's our savior. Let's bring she's the UN perfect. into our president. Yes. That yeah, sounds there great. But but I think that you're right. I mean, it it, it all it, it, the the whole the people do still have the power. At least I mean, they're trying really hard to take it away from us. Well, they're doing a good job. <laughs> um, oh, they and sure they're doing are. a good yeah. job. Yes. Um, I will listen, Ash, where can, because I, I think we had Johnny come on and Monday we had a, a guy who I think is running for um, mayor in Denver and I promised we would get, let, get him back in. But final, sure. so just final for you, because you do such great work besides the Glendale Trade Creek Chronicle, where else can people read you and find you? Sure. So uh, I do um, a podcast, of course, Conservative Daily. I produce, I'm one of the producers and I'm a sometimes co-host on Conservative Daily. Uh, I, I, I co-host Why We Vote, which is a great show over on Badlands Media with um, Brian Cancon Lupo, who writes for Gateway Pundit and uh, does a, a whole bunch of other podcasts. But we talk about civics and we talk about elections. And um, that's a that's a great show. I'm Ash in America, Ash with an E everywhere. If you go to linktree.com slash Ash in America, all the podcasts, all the writing, all the archives, everything is there. Oh, I need to do that too. What, what's, right. what's the site? I just did it like a couple of days ago. It's, it's okay. makes oh, it so much easier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you for that advice too. Ash, thank you for Thanks. coming on. We appreciate always you. A pl- always a pleasure else. to be with you guys. Thanks right. so much for having me. Love you guys. All right. Talk thank to you, you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Ash in America there. Yeah, I need to get on that link tree thing. So I don't know, Johnny, I thought I saw you coming in. There you are. There so is. Back on Wednesday. Well, you talk. We've got a couple of minutes here. We were talking about the Denver mayor race. Um, what What do you have to say about okay. that? Okay. Well, um, what's his name? Um, Hancock was on KOA the other morning, and he said that um, I guess these candidates weren't doing their, their research, and they were saying they were going to do stuff that was already being done. Oh. And he has this, this one thing. I don't know if anybody wants to take advantage of it, where the, the city's giving free rent for uh, startup like businesses downtown, oh. because that, because everybody else is leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plenty of space. Plenty of space. Great job. <laughs> so I don't know if it'd be even worth it. Yeah. <laughs> now, were you thinking about getting involved in? Am I right in gender politics? And did well, did you- I was. You know, I, I ran, and uh, and it was pretty interesting. Thing and I might run since Alex Valdez, you know, he's already getting paid. Well, he's forcing us to pay for his solar business uh, right. with that new law that I put in. So I'm thinking about running for his office since, since he's term limited and this is his, his last two years. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll run it again. Make of the Denver mayoral race. I mean, Hancock's kind of destroyed the city with a lot of help. I'll say. Do no, he's done a pretty good yeah. job on his own. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm just wondering what they had on this guy because they must have had a lot on this guy. I, I know what Peter covered about him going right. to Sugars yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Denver player, Denver Sugars. I, well, I think he was just willing to be bought and paid for, right? And and, and so he, he already has a place in Miami and South Beach. And the days out of office, if not before, <laughs> he's heading down there. Well, see, that's from oh, Leo. Right. Free office space in Denver. Can we open a brothel? Yes. Yeah, they well, because yeah. they closed the, they closed Hancock's brothel down, yeah. so they need a new one there. Okay. Well, Johnny, right. thank you for coming back. Yeah. Appreciate it. You All bet. Right. Good right, to no see fun. you, Johnny. All right. All right. All right. And, and that'll do it. Thank you very much to John Conlon, to Ash Epp. On Friday, we're going to have um, Mark Poff come on. There is some new news, uh, he says, um, in the John Benet Ramsey case. And it's always fun to talk to Mark about. Yeah, we can talk about everything. various murders that are that are occurring because <laughs> we're getting lots of them. And, and uh, he always gives balloons. Maybe Chinese spy balloons. Everybody gets one. And 
and I, I, we're going to have to find out all the other objects. No one knows that they are, including the the Intelligence Committee, which they briefed, and John Kennedy, the senator from Louisiana, came and said they don't know what they are. They can't find them. I have no idea. But they've been coming over for a long time. Not the Chinese spy balloons, but these other ones. And what happened to the Sidewinder? They shot at one of the things that missed. Where did it go? It, I mean, it's in your backyard right now, sticking out. This is how stupid reporters are anymore, right? You'd think somebody would say, what happened to that Sidewinder? But anyway. Ah, yeah. That's classified. No, bring your own balloon to party Friday. All right. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. And we appreciate everybody. We appreciate the... Uh, our producers and all of you who who make this a great show. So thank you. All right, and we'll see you Friday. Party Friday. Party Friday.